Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we hear stories of people who are taking time in their lives to make a difference in this world. I'm Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This week, we hear from two sisters who are changing the world one menstrual cycle at a time. Yeah, you heard that right. You like, promise these ladies. Yeah. It's like, come first. My kids are getting ramen noodles for the next month. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's fine. Part of Jesus Never Ran is living life with balance. So I love sitting on my front porch with some friends or family, enjoying my favorite beverage from Infinity Beverages. Go to www.infinitybeverages.com and they can deliver whatever you want right to your door. If you're in the Eau Claire area, check out their tasting room. Again, that's www.infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran. I had the sheer pleasure of sitting down with Jenny Patnode and Heather Wittig at a coffee shop winery. And so you'll hear some background noise through this interview, but I think you'll be all right. Just pretend like you're there with us and maybe grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. But these sisters stumbled upon an issue, a need in our world, and they met that need, but then the depths of greatness that occurred afterwards are just astounding. I'm so excited for you to hear about Pink Box Purpose. Pink Box Purpose, we're actually a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 that helps women and girls in developing countries get pads for their menstrual cycle. Uh, when we're, we've taken mission trips, we've realized that a lot of girls are dropping out of school around the age of menstruation, and so we wanted to do something about that. And we developed a pad, and we'll get into that a little bit, but a reusable a pad. Reusable pad. And we actually distribute those to women and girls in developing countries so that they can stay in school, get an education, um, and just make a better living and a better life for their families. Now, we all know that everybody's story starts somewhere. And sometimes there are things that we have in us from a very early point in life, and other times we just come upon them. And in Jenny and Heather's situation, it was more the latter, where they were just living a normal life, just going about life as they always have. And then all of a sudden, God just turned everything upside down. I was a new member at Cedar Brook Church in Menominee. And I was new to faith after I got divorced and I heard a sermon on go do something. That was the title of it. And I just remember Pastor Remy was talking about it could be helping your neighbor. It could be helping somebody with a door. It could be tiny little things, doing things in your marriage. And it could even go on to bigger things like out in the world doing mission trips. And I had never heard of mission trips really before. So I kind of got this nudge to go do something and I signed up for my first mission trip and it was a little intimidating. It was with three guys and me to do a well repair project and I had no idea what I signed up for but in November I decided to go and it was a really really special amazing time. I didn't know what I was supposed to do there or why I was supposed to be there or go but a lot of things happened on that trip that were very, very healing in my life. 
If you've been listening to Jesus Never Ran for any length of time, you're probably starting to recognize a bit of a theme. And that theme is that God will work through our brokenness. Some of our hardest times in life, the healing process that has to happen thereafter is often what springboards the great thing that God does in our life. Now here's how Jenny got involved. Pastor Kyle at Cedarbrook had announced that there was another Living Water trip. And I literally, he said, there was one spot left. Heather turned around in church and looked at me and was like, that spot's for you. And I ran I out really of church. really didn't yell that loud. Well, you didn't yell. You kind of like mouthed it. it. Yeah. And I ran out of <laughs> church and said, okay, Kyle, I know I need to be on this trip. I know I need to go. I'm not sure what God has in store for me. And that's kind of where our love for mission work started. I went to Nicaragua. Uh, I had a lot of time with the women there, just asking them about their lives. Uh, in that community, there are women, um, there are single moms. You've yeah. been on trips where there's been to single Nicaragua moms. as well, and there was just a whole community of single moms, and that really touched my heart. There was this lady that looked like she was 90 years old, but she was only 57, and she had 21 kids and grandkids already, and she was single. So, yeah, we started noticing this this kind of this thing where there's all these 13, 14 year old yeah. girls and we thought the babies were actually their siblings. So we came to no. find out that they were actually yeah, their there's... children. And so we started asking questions. And one of the things was that a lot of girls around the age of menstruation drop out of school. They, um, because they don't have the things to use for their period. They don't have the pads that they need. It's a taboo topic to even talk about sex or how their menstrual cycle works in a developing country so they're not even understanding how they're getting pregnant uh, and what happens is they drop out of school and then we've noticed that these older men sometimes even 40 plus yeah. will come down from the mountains and they'll promise these young girls the world and say you know you don't need to be in school I'm going to take care of you they end up getting them pregnant and then they leave yeah and so there's these 13 14 year old girls and this just really there's something about like being there and talking with the women and sitting down with them and all of a sudden like that little kid that you thought was her sibling she all of a sudden starts like nursing like breastfeeding her and it just breaks your heart because you're like i have a 12 year old son what and like i know how immature and like not he can't even like butter bread without putting holes in it like let alone like yeah. taking care of a baby yeah no so this is the part where a lot of us get stuck we see an issue we recognize a problem our heart is moved to do something about it but we find ourselves asking the question what can i do well jenny and heather what they did is they took that as an opportunity to dig in further and ask more questions. We had come up with this idea because we started asking, you know, what was the problem? And we realized, okay, part of the problem is that they don't have anything for menstruation. They're actually, yeah, they're too poor to get it. Nobody educates them on how their menstrual cycle works. And so uh, we started just seeking out ways to develop a pad, um, a reusable pad. For women to use and our plan was to actually just take them on mission trips and we went and distribute them in country and then god had a completely different plan yeah. and i'll let you heather share that plan so i showed up leading a mission team to drill a well and i brought these pads down to honduras because i was just gonna save the world and teach all the ladies and leave and it was just gonna be blissful so on our way down i remember sitting there looking out the window 
on our four and a half hour car ride to one of the cities and I just kept hearing mission work here mission work here and I was like okay yeah God got it like I'm doing mission work here and it was just like start something here and I was like whatever so (laughs) you don't know God you don't have a clue (laughs) so um we ended up getting down there and I was actually so disappointed where we ended up um it was a community that was um a little bit more ritzy they had it was a school and they actually had computers their kids had had clothes they got fed lunch like it was just like what am I doing here like you're not poor type of thing like I want to help some poor people so um the first day I was a little disappointed and then our translator came up and she said hey I talked to um this kindergarten teacher aide um about these pads and she's one of the leaders in the church around here and she wants to learn more about this and I said okay and she said you want to talk to her tomorrow and I said sure I'll teach her about it tomorrow so we come back and I'm excited to teach her and we sat there in our little kindergarten room and I showed her the pads and I was explaining what they do and she just stopped me and said how do we make these here it's crazy in life how one phrase one sentence, one thing that somebody says can revolutionize what we're doing. So Jenny and Heather had this idea. They're going to distribute pads. They're going to do their thing until one woman at one moment in time said, how do we make these here? And it changed every aspect of their thinking. At the time, Jenny and I had no clue how to sew anything. Yeah. Like, Jenny's still wretchedly I, horrible. It takes me about 45 minutes <laughs> to sew one of our pants. These the pads sew them in, like, six minutes. Yeah, it takes me 45 still. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they, I just said, I will figure it out. And so I came back to church that Sunday after I got back, and I saw Jenny, and I said, so, hey, um, I kind of promised this lady in Honduras <laughs> that we would teach her how to sew these pads. I said, are you in? And she's like, meh, yeah, sure, I'm in. <laughs> she's like, we could get Monica, one of our friends, to come. We're like, okay, so. But Monica doesn't know how to sew either. No, so it's just going to be like <laughs> us three. Watching YouTube watching videos. Watching YouTube videos for like two weeks, just going to figure out how to sew. Um, we so couldn't we, even like figure out how to like thread a sewing yeah, machine. It was that bad. Rough. So we got our friends, um, Deb Ottman and Charles Drexler. Which are like so special and they are amazing sewers. Sometimes God's going to use you to do the thing that needs to get done. And then other times he's going to use you to find the people that can do the thing that needs to be done. Just because you don't have the skill set to do what is required does not mean that you're not meant to be involved and engaged and even leading that certain cause. So this is a situation where Heather and Jenny, they weren't master sewers, they weren't seamstresses, yet they had this thought and this idea and this calling and this leading to do something that involved an awful lot of sewing. And so what did they do? They found some sewers. Here's what happened on their first trip. We loaded up 
12 suitcases of fabric, underwear, sewing machines, and we just <laughs> trekked across Honduras. Like, and everything went perfect on that trip. Oh like, yeah, nothing went wrong. We it had was, never been to like most of these places. We were. We nervous had, about where we were going to stay, how we were going to get picked up, how were we going to get off the ferry, and it lined up so perfectly. And then the, the ladies, Charlotte and Deb, actually taught them how to sew in three days. In three days. To the point that they now can sew, like Heather said, they can sew a pad in six minutes. So it was just an awesome, awesome mission trip. Now we could stop this story right here and celebrate a job well done. But what I love about the Sisters of the Pink Box, I kind of like that, the Sisters of the Pink Box. It has like a Catholic flair to it. What I love about the Sisters of the Pink Box is that they are gutsy enough to continue to allow the story to unfold. So find a need, check. Find some people that can meet it, check. Organize a mission trip, check. Distribute the items that we sewed, check. Why wouldn't we also set up a hygiene headquarters in Honduras? Our hygiene headquarters is actually set up in um, Olanchito, Honduras. We employ 12 women there. And so how we employ them is through either sponsorships that people give us, um, donations, or we have party packs where people are hosting pet cutting parties. And the ladies are so proud of this. So we've told them we can, we can pay you because of donations a certain amount of hours. But they're so proud of it that they work beyond. They're like, we know that you can't pay us for these extra hours, but we love being able to help the women in Honduras and in their own communities. One of the first um, things that when we taught the women how to sew that week, we sat down with them and got to know them quite well. And they said, you've given us a purpose. We always just sat at home. We never had anything to do. We just felt like we were nothings. And you gave us a purpose by letting us learn how to sew you gave us a skill and so that's one of the reasons that we named it pink box purpose it's called pink box purpose because it's not just about the pink box it's about the purpose that is created in the people that are making what goes into the pink boxes this story just keeps getting better and better unbelievable now, I love a good story, so I asked Jenny and Heather to share with me a story of one of the women at the hygiene headquarters. Nellie, she was incredibly depressed. She had no self-esteem, no self-confidence. She was um, at the verge of, like, suicide. She didn't smile. She was just, like, so down in the dumps all the time. And she, in the last two years, is, like, one of the funniest, silliest, sweetest, kindest, like smiles all the time, gives hugs like crazy, mm -hmm. and has just changed into like a new woman. Listen as they share now about the sense of community that's happening at the hygiene center. So it's not just a workplace, it's a community center. They pray together and they eat together. And one of our ladies actually who we taught, Domi, she ended up getting cancer and, and she ended up passing away over the past two years. But the way that the women came around her and prayed for her and supported her during that time and supported each other through their grief um, has just been incredible. It's like a whole sisterhood of strangers that came and developed and now are like, yeah, yeah. How, how God has worked through that. And then through our pad cutting parties too, 
So what happens is women buy women, usually church groups um, or just friends will buy these party packs. It's a $97 donation, but 100% of that goes to pay the women in Honduras. And so what happens is women here in the States are actually getting together and cutting out pads. And then the pads are taken to Honduras where the women sew them. And then they're distributed by the women and us during our mission trips. So it's like two worlds coming together yeah. for the same cause, and, which is pretty neat. And it's really cool. I was thinking there is no pad. No two pads are alike. So every pad is just as unique as the girl that receives it because every... Like, the hands that touch it here to the hands that sew it in Honduras to the girl that receives it. And that wasn't really our idea, no. um, this pad-cutting party thing. We just needed people to start helping cut out, cutting out pads because we knew if the material was cut, the women could sew them and we could have more. And our kids, our four boys, were really sick of cutting pads yeah, out. Yeah, we made them cut out pads. <laughs> Those poor so, kids. It's been good, but... <laughs> But we met with one of the women who, she's hosted probably five different pad cutting parties. Because yeah. once you get a party pack, it's yours and you can just host them all day long every yeah, day. Yeah, we hope you do too. Um, but she <laughs> said to us, she met us and she said, do you, want, do you realize the kind of fellowship that happens among the women here in the States at churches and Bible studies over these pads? Like we are getting together and we're cutting and we're talking about Jesus and we are praying over these this material and the girls that receive them. And she said, you know, there's healing and conversations, too, that have taken place among friendships. I can't get over how many layers there are to Pink Box Purpose. This is incredible. Jenny and Heather set out to meet a need, a real need in Honduras, where 70% of girls do not go to secondary school because of their menstrual cycle. The work that they are doing is changing lives every day. They have sent out 4,000 pads to girls in Honduras. That's making a difference. But beyond that, it creates a sense of purpose among the people that are creating and making and sewing the pads. It also creates a sense of community amongst the women that are creating the pads. But not just in Honduras, also in the U.S. It's as if we took something from the U.S., we brought it down to Honduras, and then we in return get something back from Honduras, which is an incredible sense of community and togetherness and belonging. That's just how God works, and that's just how the kingdom of God is. All right, now it's time to get a little perspective. Listen as Jenny and Heather share how they view Jesus and how they take that into their work with Pink Box Purpose. I think about Jesus a lot. Like, he didn't have a boat and he didn't have food, but somehow he found friends that had a boat and people to feed him. So, well, he was I mean, whipping out miracles. Like, I know, but he never was like making money, he was just making <laughs> fish. And I figure God always blessed his ministry, right? So, yeah, he always connected with the people with the boat and the people with the fish. Yeah, he knew what was up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, he connected with the sewers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, there's always people that are willing to help or to give. If you are willing to say yes to God and you're willing to be the vessel, he will find people and put them in your way and he will get it done without you having to worry, without you having to obsess. You just say yes and he will use you in big and mighty powerful ways, more than you could ever expect. Jesus didn't own a boat. 
How amazing is that perspective? Boy, God might do something in your life that you don't think you have what you need, just like Heather and Jenny, and yet look what they have done. If they can do it, you can do it. Now, I end every podcast interview with the same question. What is your advice to somebody who has an idea or a dream? They're scared to death to actually try it, but they're listening today, and maybe this advice will be the thing that helps them step off into that dream. If you have an idea and you're terrified to do it, ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? You don't have to have all the answers figured out today. I know that you think you should and you want to, but even if you just answer and say like, I'll do this today to get me one step closer to that and this the next day, and it eventually starts to grow and take off. And even if you do fall on your face, those are some of the biggest learning lessons of how to get past things. And it really, really shapes your character. For so long, we wanted to listen to everybody else's ideas. And then we both agreed, hey, we need to listen to what God wants us to do. Just listening to actually what God wants and putting him at the very center. So before you're going ahead and asking everybody else's opinions about, hey, how should I do this? Or what should we do here? You need to go to God first. For Jenny and Heather, walking like Jesus means not only recognizing what you do have, but also realizing what you don't have. It means finding people to back up the mission. And it means empowering people with purpose and creating community. Because walking like Jesus never happens alone. To find out more about Pink Box Purpose and how to get involved, go to pinkboxpurpose.org. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. You may be excited about this or you may be petrified by it, but summer is coming to a close. So what better to do than to interview an educator? Next week, we hear from a gentleman who is taking band directing to a whole nother level. And I'm telling you, when you hear this story, you are going to wish he was your band director, and you were going to want to go back to school. Join us next time.